Hi, and welcome to Living Word Northwest's podcast. We are so glad that you're here. Our goal at Living Word is to reach people, touch lives, and make a difference. Our hope is that this week's message encourages you and those listening with you. Remember, God wants to connect with you on a personal level, and we don't think it's an accident that you're here. If you or someone like you needs help along that journey, we are here for you. Stay tuned after this message on how to connect with us. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's sermon. Hallelujah. Well, you guys, uh, this is um, our vision series. We started it in November, and uh, I, I'm asking you to take a fresh perspective at vision series with us this morning. Can you do that? All right. Our series is called Heaven on Earth, and last weekend we got to uh, spend time with Pastor Mac at the Brooklyn Park campus. It was such an honor to be with him. Um, yeah, we were, we were just honored to be able to minister uh, with him, and it, it's always like I was explaining to some of our team, it's like when you go home for Christmas. You're just like, well, maybe if you don't have a good home, yeah, I mean, think, think of somewhere you want to be at Christmas. It's like going there. And it was just, it's so warm and so welcoming, and it's home to us, you know? Um, so uh, we miss Northwest, though. Yeah, we did. We definitely did. A few of you came. Yeah, thanks. We had one person miss us, too. Um, <laughs> there was a few of you that came out, and we were thankful because as I was, like, running around on stage like an idiot, I had a few people amening and clapping. <laughs> Pastor Max said to me, I can see why you have Heidi preach. She's a good balance for you. <laughs> Well, he's a lot shorter in person, so. <laughs> I don't know. It's all I got on him. I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> we can't talk about vision without first honoring the people that have made the sacrifice to serve this country so that this church could even have a vision in the first place. If you're a veteran this morning and you've served, I would ask you to please stand so we can honor you. Hallelujah. Do we have any veterans here this morning? Wow. Well. We honor you. There's a couple. We honor you guys. Thank you so much. All the men and women. Thank you, sir. Sorry, it's hard to see up here. All the men and women that have served. Wow. We're so grateful. And, and I mean that. To have a vision, to be able to have church, and to be able to look at years to come and say, God, what do you want to do without being, uh, without being stuck, without being restricted, without being withheld? That we can worship freely, that's because of the, the sacrifice of time and, and, and everything that you gave to serve this country. So we are grateful. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. November 11, Veterans Day. Just send out some love to somebody you know that's, a, that's uh, served our country. So what's the purpose of the vision series anyway? You know, because on the launch of the series we weren't here, I just want to get us all started on the same page. Okay? Vision defined is this. The ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. Okay? So when you hear all these vision series and people are like, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And you're like, yeah, right. It's, you need to have imagination when you're thinking about the future for your family, for your kids, for your job, for your call. you got to use your imagination, right? But you also need that wisdom. Proverbs tells us, Knowledge, understanding, wisdom, right? Those are three things that we incorporate into the decisions of our life. Now, now, when we talk about knowledge, that's the what. God, what do you want us to do as a church? 
What do you want me to do as a father, as a, as, a, as a mother? What do you want me to do? But then understanding that's the why, right? So why, God? That's the passion. So God, what do you want me to do? And then the passion to do that. So that every day when you wake up, you're passionate about doing that, amen? Wisdom is the how. So now that you've told me what to do, you've given me a passion, why to do it. So Lord, show me exactly how to do it. And that's why we ask for wisdom, for the vision for this campus, for your families. Amen? God, give us wisdom. Yeah, I'm excited. This month, Pastor Mac has been outlining Living Word's plan for the future. And that plan to experience heaven on earth includes this Northwest campus and the St. Paul campus. Amen? Um, even though we're part of this bigger vision, though, um, we, we've, we've got kind of a, our part the vision God has set in our hearts to be a part of the bigger vision. And I'm grateful that we have a senior pastor like Pastor Mac, like Pastor Lynn, that say, run with your vision. Amen, church? So, so pastor has three areas of focus that are on his heart for 2021. Number one, we talked about it last week, our families. Our families. Setting a vision, heaven on earth in our families. Number two, our church community, or as we like to say, our church family. Heaven on earth right here, people. Take a look around you. Heaven on earth right here in our church community, our church family. And then lastly, outreach. Heaven on earth in our city. In this city. In Rogers. Heaven on earth in St. Michael, in Otsego, in Elk River, in Albertville. Heaven on earth in Monticello, right? Heaven on earth in our community. The outworking, though, of how we plan on reaching these goals as Northwest, as this campus, will look slightly different than the community that Brooklyn Park and St. Paul are trying to reach. And that's where things get exciting for us. You know, I know you, you like to turn me down, Steve, but I just, I have to be loud this morning. <laughs> I ha if the less they respond, the louder I become. I don't care if I lose my voice. It means I have to sit in less meetings this week. <laughs> I'm having symptoms. <laughs> I need to quarantine. <laughs> All right, the last Sunday of November, though, so that was week one, families. Week two, our church family. Week three um, is going to be outreach. That's what we're going to focus on, but yeah. week four. Mm. I'm so excited for week four. Because we're going to start dropping bombs week four about what specifically God has put, not just on Heidi and my heart, not just on our team's heart, but on Pastor Mac and Lynn's heart for the future of this campus. Now here's, this is, yeah, okay, come on, four people excited? You're like, you, you got us reclining seats, what more can we get? Praise God. Come on, church, there's more to do than recline. Hallelujah. We're going to be talking about our plans to invest into your family, into this congregation, and into this community. The plans. And let me make something clear about these plans. We are going to do these things without an extra dime. I'm getting so excited. You're like, did he say that? Does Mac know he said that? We are going to do these things without an extra dime. And here's why. Because the vision of God being accomplished in this city, in this church, and in you and your family is not dependent on a dollar amount. God is bigger than those things. Now, here's the cool thing. 
God is going to use dollars and cents to make this vision bigger than we could ever imagine. But it's just one piece of the pie. It's one piece. It's just one piece. It's an important piece, but it's just one piece. If God could use a woman who gave literally a penny to be written down in a book that is the best-selling book of all time and her story by giving just a penny changed the direction of the church gave Jesus reason to speak up about her life then what can one person's involvement what can one penny do in the vision of this church in the vision for this city in the vision for your family you ought to get excited I'm going to take this shirt off in a second because I'm hot and bothered. And I didn't wear an undershirt, so you better pray I cool down a little bit. Hallelujah. That's so weird. That's so weird. <laughs> I have no idea where I am in my notes. Like we mentioned last week, if you were able to check out the live stream, God wants to use this church family and your family and all its imperfections as a conduit for his blessing. Mm. In a nutshell, here's our vision for 2021. Your family healthier than it's ever been, spirit, soul, and body. This church, healthier than it's ever been, spirit, soul, and body. This community, healthier than it's ever been, spirit, soul, and body. What's our 2021 vision? There it is, right there. Amen? Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm excited for that. Babe, do you want to just uh, kind of kick off? You know, we probably should read the Bible a little bit this morning. I forgot about that part. Could you just kind of kick off uh, talking about our our church family, our church community? Yes, and we, we see the church as a family yeah. um, of believers. So it's like brothers and sisters with the Lord as our Father, yeah. <laughs> where we are all experiencing love and support and help yeah. and joy, where we're encouraging each other, making mistakes, forgiving each other, right? <laughs> Growing together. Yeah. That's that's who he is. That's how he sees this family, right? Yeah. And And when we are experiencing that acceptance, that where we feel valued, where we feel seen, where we're so imperfect and so not alone. This is the church family. This is how we see it, where we worship together. We receive and give together. This this is how he sees it. This is how we see it as this family. And, and when we have this shared desire to, to experience and carry the Lord's presence, to know him, right, and all that he is, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, his word, to know him and to make him known through love to the world around us. Yeah. This is how we see Northwest, and this is what we experience here, yeah. and this is our hearts for you to experience that as well. And Brandon and I pinch ourselves yeah. that we get to be a part of such an amazing family 
I've never been a part of something like this. And I was just telling Teppi and Linda this morning, walking around the hallways and you see little kids running around and babies and people laughing and talking and lingering. I am just bubbling with thankfulness and it's such a gift. And to me, that feels like heaven. Just here, coming and being with people who who have this shared um, experience and then to take it out right yeah. even just that you call stephanie Teppi. that's like what all our kids call her she's like our prayer mama so yeah. i love it yeah and the lord loves it when believers gather together he says in hebrews ten twenty five, this is not the time to pull away or neglect gathering together yeah, that's true. because we right. need each other yeah. that's what it says that's what his word says he loves it because he knows that we need it, and it's necessary for our souls. There's yeah. something about it, yeah, right? True, true. And the times when the church family has stood out the most to Brandon and I has been when we have felt the absolute weakest. Oh, Lord Jesus. And we have experienced that when we are weak, he is strong, and so many times his strength, he brings it through the church family. A believer receives from the Lord and then shares it with someone else in need. Mm. That's what this is. Second yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Corinthians 1.4 mm. says he always, always comes alongside us to comfort us in every suffering so that we can come alongside to those who are in any painful trial. We can bring them this same comfort that God has poured out upon us. When we get through something and we grow from it, know that the Lord is going to bring wonderful opportunities for us to come alongside and support someone else who is going through a similar situation. In Exodus 17, the Amalekites were attacking Moses and the Israelites. And he said, Joshua, grab some men and go fight them. (laughs) And he went up to the top of the mountain with Aaron, his brother, and her, his friend. And as long as Moses held up his staff, the Israelites were winning. But as soon as he lowered his hand, then the Amalekites were winning. In verse 12, Moses' arms soon became so tired He could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. And as a result, the Israelites defeated the Amalekites. I, they, babe, yeah. I, I, I just think we need to pause for a second. The presence of the Lord is so strong right now. If you've ever been in that situation where you've tried to stand and then somebody came alongside of you and stood next to you and said, I got you. And then even, even in the midst of that, you just you couldn't even stand, right? And the word tells us we're supposed to stand, but I just can't stand. And so you sit down and, and those people are still there. While you're, while, while you're sitting, you're doing the thing you're not supposed, you're supposed to be standing amidst this trial, and you can't even do that. But those friends, those brothers, those sisters, just, they stand right next to you. 
And the reason I, I feel the presence of Jesus because that is Jesus. That's who he That's is. Who he is. When you can't stand, when you're not doing everything right. Mm-hmm. And I thank God for Jesus doing that in my life. <laughs> because of some people sitting right here in this room. I've, I've said this before, but, <laughs> you know, people that, you know, I, there's, there's a guy in this room who literally held me like a little baby when my whole world fell apart. He said, I got you. You know, there's, there's a woman in this room who she brought homemade salmon burgers to my house with her daughter when I literally couldn't afford groceries because of some stuff that happened in my life. I mean, people in this room, they just come alongside of you and they stand and they, they hold your arms up. Yeah. That's, that's Jesus. Yeah. And the word in this verse, steady, the Hebrew word for steady is faith. Mm. <laughs> so Moses had steady trust in the Lord until he got tired. Sometimes our five senses are stronger and heavier than the truth of what's going on in the spirit. True. And it's like when we feel uh, weak or we can't see the breakthrough or the change or the victory and we start to get tired of trusting and we lower the staff, right? Mm. Well, this is the most beautiful part because when we are the weakest, when we feel tired and heavy and weary, (laughs) so many times the Lord brings his strength his support, his truth through the church family, Mm. like Aaron and her, to come alongside us and remind us to sit on the rock Mm -hmm. and trust the foundation of who the Lord is. And they lift us up and point us to our loving Father who provides exactly what we need. Mm. (laughs) This is him. It's like brothers and sisters reminding us how great our father is and that he wins this battle. Aaron and her were up with Moses in the beginning, right? So the Lord set up support for him before the battle even started. That's good. Wow. He provides what we need before we even need it. This protection, this comfort, because he doesn't want us to do it alone. And notice that this battle was fought. It lasted until sunset. So this tells us that it was fought and it was won in the light. 1 Thessalonians 5.5 says that we are children of the light. This light of the Lord's presence inside of us collides with darkness and it wins every single time. (laughs) This is the Lord. This is who he is. And I love how Moses and Aaron and her were on a mountain watching the battle in the valley below. This is a beautiful picture of how the Lord invites us to have a seat next to him above the battle so that we can see things from his point of view, watch him defeat the enemy, and we get to be a part of it with him together with our family, right? (laughs) I love that. I love it. We We see people overcome, you know, battles and and it's just 
we get to see that and experience that together. Yes. Amen. I just, I got to say something real quick because I feel like it's in somebody's head. This is not some sort of like, we are Moses. Come alongside of us yes. and hold our hands up as we minister, <laughs> as we preach the gospel. Are you kidding me? This story is not about Moses. This example is not about Moses. It's about Aaron and her. We're not Moses. You're Moses. Our call is to <laughs> come here, Simeon. Can I use you as an example? Here, here's your rock, babe. Could you come over here? Have a seat. Our job is to come alongside of you and hold your hands up. Yes. It's not the other way around. This is not my vision. The vision is to help you and your family succeed. You and your family win the battle. It's not to grow this campus. Are you kidding me? That's so shallow. Our vision is for you to experience heaven on earth and for your family to experience heaven and earth. We don't preach these messages as a church growth strategy. Are you kidding me? We are not that shallow. I mean, I know I talk a lot about things like food and clothes and raking my lawn, but I'm not that shallow. <laughs> we are here to do this yes. for you. And you are here to do this for the person sitting next to you two seats apart yes. with your masks on. Yes. <laughs> Amen, church? Yeah. Don't get that backwards. Oh. Babe. <laughs> she just got into the ministry like a couple of years ago. It's okay. I've been raking. This arm could go all day long. Don't get that backwards. And the reason I'm stopping and taking time to do that, because I don't, I don't, this is a foundation of this church, of this campus. Don't get it backwards. All right. I don't know why. I just felt like we had to really go there this morning. Thank you, Jesus. It shows how good the Father is. He is good. Oh, he sets it up like that. He doesn't want us to do anything alone, and that's who he is. Always present with us. After the Amalekites were defeated, Moses built an altar, and he named it Yahweh Nisi, and that means the Lord is my banner. Mm. A banner is like a flag that identifies and unifies a yeah. group of people. <laughs> we got one of those outside our front door. <laughs> yeah. The Lord is our banner, the flag that we fly, the one who identifies us yeah. and unifies us yeah. as a church family. Yeah. Psalm 60 verse 4 says, you have given miraculous signs to those who love you. As we follow you, we fly the flag of truth mm. and all who love the truth will rally to it. That's us. Yeah. A church family who rallies to the truth with the Lord as our banner. Now, here's my favorite part. The Lord has his own banner too. In Song of Songs 2-4, 
He has brought me to his banqueting place, and his banner over me is love. Waving overhead to protect and comfort me. The commentary here um, says that the Hebrew word for banner in this verse is a tribal banner. So that means that we live under his banner, under the tribe of love. So he is so proud and so happy and so unashamed to wave this flag of love over us. Um, so, so that as a church family, as part of a tribe of love, right? And um, this is how he sees his children, as a, a part of a tribe of love, a church family who is loved and who loves. That's who we are. That's who he is. Thanks again for joining us this week. We know that God meets us right where we are, no matter where that is. If you want to get plugged into our church community by joining one of our life groups, donate to our cause, or just learn more about the mission here at Northwest, please visit us at lwcc.org forward slash Northwest. You can also text the word CONNECT to 612-688-3939. That's 612-688-3939. If this message encouraged you, it would probably encourage someone you know. So feel free to share it. We look forward to connecting with you and hope that you'll join us again next week.